everybody, this is MG, and I'm Elizabeth Pudwell, and we are Sober Sisters Talk. Welcome. Welcome. So Sober Sisters Talk is a podcast that MG and I do every week. We try to do it every week, and we try to bring to you our experiences working several programs and just share with you what we have come across in our lives. And I like to say, I don't know how to keep anybody else sober, but I know what works for me. And that's what we want to encourage people to do in this podcast is to figure out what works for them. And that's where MG and I are a little bit different because I like to tell people what to do and think that I can keep them sober. (laughs) (laughs) But we just invite you to listen. It's fun and it's also really educational. We cry, we laugh, we do a little bit of everything. We have guests, we work the steps. It's great. So stay tuned to the next podcast coming right up. Also, we'd love to invite you to a Zoom meeting this Friday night at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you're interested, email SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com and we'll send you the meeting information and password. We hope to see you this Friday. Thank you. Stay tuned. Hi, everybody. This is MG. And I'm Elizabeth Pudwell. And together we are Sober Sisters Talk. Welcome, you guys. So that means we are sober and we are sisters of the sobriety, and we're going to talk about something. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about some things, Elizabeth. We're, we are going to talk about some things. So today, um, last week we talked um, about an issue with MG, and today we're going to talk about an issue with me. And... Um, I have a date tomorrow, and um, I met this person on a website. So before, let's back up a little bit, because um, I think it was April, once we were in this pandemic thing, and stay-at-home order, I um, realized, like, I have built this life, and I think we've talked a little bit about this, at least we have on the meeting, I know, that I've built a life that is very um, social dependent. I have a lot of social activities. Um, I have a very busy social life, plus I have um, some side gigs that I work a lot on, and... um, And you work out. I work out every... Five days a week, when I go to work, I don't go home. Um, Now I go home, and I'm home by like 4.30, and I'm very, very aware of that, and that I, and then, well, there's also the thing where, like, I can't really see my granddaughters. Oh, my God. Yeah, and I used, I put that, those relationships in place to sort of, fill the void of me not having a partner and all of the social things and the side gig and you know I've just like filled up my life and then I don't notice and um there's been a few situations where I do notice and I'm like and so I kind of dabbled with um you know getting online and doing the you know but I wasn't having any real success and I wasn't working really hard at it and then when this thing hit, I was like, I have, I, I don't want to be alone. I want my own person. I have this great life and I don't need anybody and I'm financially stable and 
Um, I could retire and maintain the lifestyle that I have right now, probably even better. But um, I'm alone and I want my own person. I want someone to travel with and to experience thunderstorms with and I want to make biscuits in the morning and enjoy those, go get coffee, you know, just, I want that, that normality. I was, a couple of weeks ago, I was teaching my Law of Attraction class and um, we were listening to a tape about that, if you don't like what it is that your life is, then look at the questions you're asking. And the, one of the questions that I was asking myself is like, why am I attracting all these scammers? Why am I attracting men in the suburbs, men with big fish? It's not what I want. And um, uh, I changed the question. And I've been, I started asking myself this question, um, how do I attract my partner? How do I attract my partner and have fun doing so? And um, I think it's the first question I think of when I wake up in the morning and um, and then I just kind of let it go. And this new um, a ad for a different dating site that I've never heard of. Well, I've heard of it, but I had never been on before. Came popped up on my Facebook feed, and I was like, "Man, sixty some dollars for three months? I'll try it." You know, didn't see. It seemed like there was a lot of available um, cute guys on there, and so I registered and. I started chatting with this guy and um, I think it was Monday this week. I don't remember what day, you know, we don't remember any days, but um, we talked on the phone after like a few misses where, um, and I really liked him and he asked me some really pointed questions, some very um, interesting questions. Um, like he said, where, if, you know, if we became an item, where would you see us in a year and then five years? And I've already thought about this clearly and was able to answer, you know, like uh, in a year, I, I'd like to be either close to moved in together, or living together or living together. And then in five years, I'd like to be in, I said, I don't know, like, I'm not out to get married. I've been married. But I do want a committed monogamous relationship, and um, I'd like—I'll be retired by then, and I'd like to just, you know, be living with my partner and being retired and having fun, spontaneous road trips, um, you know, travel to the places that I haven't seen, spending time with my grandkids. And um, and then he asked me, what if um, somewhere in that first year you were on a trip with this person, and would you? You know, would you guys spend the night together? Would you be sleeping in the same hotel room? Not necessarily same bed, but, and I said, so what you're asking me is when I, when do I want to have sex or at what point would I? And I said, I've already thought about this and my, my parameter there is I want to be in love. I've had several sexual partners and I don't want more than one more. I want this to be the last one. And he was, okay. And so the questions that he asked me, I liked. And I, for some reason, usually I'm afraid to answer. Like, And the one thing that I really noticed is that I felt safe with him. Mm. I felt safe answering. And and then um, we, as the discussion went on, we realized that politically we are not a match. We are complete opposites. 
which is important to both of us. And so he said, well, I want to think about this. And I said, that's good, because I want to think about it, too. And then we'll just, you know. I said, but I, I will tell you right now, I'm willing to explore. So if you want to, just let me know. And either way, I'm like, I'm, you know, I haven't even met him, so I'm not like, you know. Right, right. You're not that invested yet. Yeah. Not at all. So um, a couple super, of days went by, and then I. Go ahead. I, I texted him and said, look, I've thought about this a lot. And I said, I, I have two sort of competing sides here. One is that if this is the only, the only thing, then do I want to like not get to know you because of that? Am I going to like say no to that? Um, and I don't, I, I'm not, I don't feel that way. I don't feel like I should say, uh, no, this is a non-negotiable for me. Um, and then the other vein of thought is, am I giving up what I want? Um, I don't want to give up what I want because I'm, I, I don't want to go into lack. And there's not very many that I have met. There's not a whole pool of choices out there. Yeah. So, um, you know, he called me yesterday and we talked about it again. And it's, I really appreciate more than anything else is that we can just be honest, you know, and that's a very good sign, Elizabeth. It feels like that to me too, that I can just be very transparent and just say like, so look, can we agree not to talk about this? You know, and if we're. He says, well, because <laughs> he asked me, he said, like, so eventually, you know, at one point, would, you know, do you see us, like, being together with our families? I was like, I do. I want, like, whoever's in my life, I want him to know my granddaughters and my kids. Like, there's no way you're, you can be involved with me and not. And um, so he goes, well, I assume all of your um, family is of this political stance as well. <laughs> oh, pretty much. And um, his is the same as his political stance. And uh, it's like, but can we, you know, can we just stay away from it? You know, I do think that once we're past this particular political climate, that it will ease. I but, know, is he, but, but, you know, I mean, if, if and I'm just, you know, you, our listeners, we don't want to offend, okay? So, but if you, Elizabeth, have a strong idea about something and something happens and you're just like, oh my God, I cannot believe this thing happened. And you know that this person isn't going to be open to hearing about it. I mean... How do you work out that piece of it? Have you thought about it? I have. And I I mean, I work in an environment where those things are discussed regularly, you know? Yeah. And I have a ton of support in my own social life. Right. You can call me and I'll be like, girl, can you believe it? It was crazy, you know? Yeah. Right. Can I, uh, I, you know, MG, can I? be involved with someone like that like intimate I, I don't know I don't have 
a straight mm-hmm. answer for that right now. Well, you know, I have two. I, I have I have three sisters, and two of them are. One of them is like a polar opposite to me politically. The other one is, you know, more opposite to me, but not so entrenched. And then I have another sister who's like spiritually, like, you know, far away from me. And so, you know, when I look at these people who I love and who I want to have a relationship with and I want to be in their lives, you know, those are just like some of the things that we just don't really talk about. I mean, I have one sister that will give me an earful about her opinions about things. She never asked me what my opinions are. She never asked me, how do you think about these things? And I just listen, you know, I just listen and I don't try to make her wrong or try to change her mind or you know in in a way I'm like thinking about that and I'm thinking how I, I want to ask the question how can you think that way but I remember I did this acting exercise and I may have spoken about this before in like bringing in a character like when we imagine a character we start from when they're born like their inception and like so if I had lived my sister's life and had all of her experiences, I would feel that way. So it's not like, you know, I mean, we were both all given, like, you know, my mother's parenting to me was different than her parenting to them. So by the time my mother got to me, she was just exhausted. I don't think she could really, <laughs> like, you know, uh, brainwash me as well as she did the others and I got a different take on the world and plus I've had different experiences you know I've been in the Air Force I've traveled I've you know lived in different countries I've you know had so many different things happen in my life and so and I've had people confront me I can remember when I first moved to Houston and I just want to talk about this really quickly you know I was raised in Alabama and my mother was a huge racist and I question began questioning some of her views and then it you know the Air Force really opened my eyes to a lot and I remember moving here to Houston and I said some off-color things and I had like two of my girlfriend you know two of the women I work with said that that is unacceptable you don't need to be saying those things or thinking those things and they turned me on to this woman Hitachi Aziz who was like you know talking about how you know racism is so so um you know spoon fed into us and that to stop it to try to change it to reverse it really requires a lot of thought and work so I did that work I was very thoughtful I'm very thoughtful to this day I you know am really examining like my beliefs I examine other people's beliefs and like what do I really believe and you know uh, so I have done a lot of work to change what was given to me my programming I mean this isn't just around sex and love addiction which of course there's a whole component of that so what I want to say to you is that you know I want you to be open-minded and then maybe it's just an exercise in listening to this person and you know exploring it listen you know you, you haven't even met them you don't know if there is that special thing that you need to do to go forward and if nothing else, Elizabeth, you have already shown your willingness, willing, you're willing to do whatever it takes to sort of, and, I'm, and I don't mean that in like, I'm desperate, I'm going to do whatever. It's not about that. It's about being willing to look at your 
ideas and beliefs about things and to examine to see maybe there's some flexibility there. I think that's a really good word, the flexibility, because I, um, and it's interesting that above it, of all of the things, you know, because when, before we started recording, I was telling MG and she was like, um, you know, she was most, I, I said, I met somebody and she said, oh, <laughs> and I said, well, there's, you know, one thing. And she was like motioning smoking. And I was like, no. So, um. I, I don't, and if he smoked, I wouldn't. I, I would have said no, I, because I don't. That's an addiction, Elizabeth, and that's like a clear indicator right there. Because if you're a smoker, that means I don't give a, uh, you know, I mean, again, our but listeners. But I think this particular issue for me is can I tolerate, you know? Yeah, is yeah, it, yeah. Can yeah. I be tolerant? Can I tolerate it? Yeah. Can I, you know, and it's going to, take some work on my part and his yeah you know because i he you know he mentioned something yesterday well please just don't make me watch this particular program <laughs> and i was like i'm not i was like first of all i don't watch that program and right. um and i said i don't watch it and i wouldn't make anybody do i don't want to make anybody do anything because i don't want you to make me do things so, I mean, the deal is, is that I want to encourage you that, you know, I have relationships with people who are polar opposite to me in terms of my um, political beliefs. And I do have to tell you this, there's a way. Let me just say that there's a way. Yeah. And I do think, and that's kind of what he said as well. Like, you know, let's get to know each other before we decide that that won't work. So I do, I think more than anything for me, MG, this is really about tolerance. And yeah, it, I don't think there's any coincidence that there is a, a news story right now that is screaming intolerance. And... Um, you know, a young black man has died again at the hands of policemen in Minneapolis. And it's all about, I mean, that, you know, it, this is a tolerance thing. This is, can we, you know, and that is intolerable. You know, that part there, I just can't imagine what this poor man's family must feel, you know. But... Can I do my part to maybe share, you know, why I have the beliefs I have, you know? I don't know. I am not in this to make anybody change their belief systems. I know that that doesn't work. It's not going to work with me. There is nothing anybody could say that would make me change. Right, right. And go to a different belief system. I'm just right. not going to. Right. I know that. So... And I told them that. I was like, look, I get that whatever life path brought you here, you have yours and I have mine. And they, you know, we're not young. We're not young. You know, we're not teenagers. We're not 20, 30. We're not even 40 or 50. We are both in our 60s. And so I'm going to try. See what happens. 
Well, that's very brave. That's very brave because listen, we can write a thousand things that we want from our guy or a hundred things, whatever it is. And at certain, at a certain point, it's like, there's a piece of it that's good enough. You know, it's like, I am not interested in being so rigid and so like, oh, he's only, he's only checked 24 out of 25 boxes. That's unacceptable. I can't, I can't go far with that. I can't work with that. You know, come on, come on. Like, you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater. I mean, it's. Well, and I, you know, I talked to Samantha, uh, my daughter, and asked her, and she was like, she goes, you know, Mom, there's always, you're always going to have to give on something. You're going to have to compromise on something. Something. And if you're willing, then, you know. Right. Listen, I had a friend that was dating somebody, and she dated this person for about, you know, six weeks, and she really liked them, and then they went on a road trip together, and it was, you know, they talked about, like, this is this is the, you know, weekend we're going to, you know, finally consummate our relationship, and uh, before they went to dinner, he said, listen, I'm going to jump in the shower. She was, like, thinking, jump in the shower? Okay. So, he jumped in the shower, and then she went in after and saw the shower, and the shower was filthy. She was like, did they clean the shower? Was the shower like that when you went in there? He went, oh, yeah. And it was as if he hadn't bathed in days. So she was like, when was the last time you took a bath? He was like, oh, probably, this is like Friday. Oh, probably like Monday. And she was like, you don't bathe every day? <laughs> he was like, no. So she was like thinking, I'm not going to do it with him, that filthy son of a bitch. And it was like, she didn't realize it was a non-negotiable until it happened. Right? So you can be rolling right along and then something else, something you don't even foresee right. is going right. to come up that's going to like, well, let, right. me, let me rethink right. Right. this. That you know? you're not aware of, yeah. She was like, I'm not dating this filthy Jesus. Child. And that isn't something that really comes up or you notice. I had no idea there was anybody that doesn't bathe every day. Put that on your list. Must have good personal hygiene. That's a non-negotiable for me, I tell you. Fucking A. Do you shower every day? (laughs) What the fuck? I mean, since I've been in pandemic mode, you know, I'm not going out very much. You know, I'll go every other day, you know. Well, yeah, everybody is. I mean, that's like, you know, I mean, yeah. I'm not working out. I'm not like, you know, but so all I have to say is that. That's not the same thing. That's not the same thing. That's, you know, that's (laughs) like, you know, uh, last night I was FaceTiming with Harper and I was like, oh, you got that cute little dress I gave you on. And she goes, yeah, I slept in it. You know, it's like like five o'clock at night. I don't care. Like, you know, yeah, it's okay. That's a little girl. They're not going anywhere. She's not getting up and going. You know, it's okay. Sure. But yeah, no. uh, uh -uh. (laughs) But Samantha's right that there's going to be challenges. And here's the good news. At least, you know, this stuff up front. You know, I love that comedian she was talking about. Wouldn't it be great if, like, you could go in the club and then you could just see, like, you know, their profile. Like, you know, bad credit, you know. 
never calls his mother, you know, all these things. and Three ex-marriages, yeah. Right, very yeah. deep in debt, you know. Maybe daddy to five, you know, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, the good news is that you have your eyes open going into this. Now, let me ask you about your dating plan. Getting, getting back to recovery, do you have like a, uh, you know, like you, you have a very flexible dating plan. I want to talk a little bit about that. I do. I, well, my dating plan is rigid in the fact that I, is it my, it's the parameters are all around like how I feel. So there's no kissing or any physical stuff until I feel safe. And then how does, you know, you have, I, you know, there's this whole thing, like, how do I know I feel safe? Well, I, for one thing that, you know, I, I felt safe in disclosing. And as I disclose parts of my story and parts of me, I'll know by the response, whether or not I'm safe. And, um, you know, those are all just like, I don't have like no sex for 30 days. I don't have anything like that. Like I, like I said, my um and i'm not i have no intention of like getting in situations like i don't go to his house and he doesn't come to my house and we don't lay on my couch and make out i'm a freaking adult if i'm gonna lay on my couch and make out with somebody we're going to bed you know yeah that's i'm not an idiot there and i'm not gonna (laughs) do that until i'm in love and that's my like i said i don't want to i've had plenty of sexual partners. I'm not looking to have sex as many times as I can, or, you know, I do want that part of the relationship. I want that intimacy, but I'm, you know, I'm willing to wait until I know I'm in love. When I was dating this other guy, this was a couple of years ago, I really liked him and we were very close to, um, you know, consummating our relationship. And, but there was a, there was the, 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 the thing about like he didn't go out with me at night you know and it just became and then so I kind of like was pushing the envelope there and why don't you meet me here and hey have dinner with me and I already ate and I can't I'm doing this and it kept like okay so what's up why why won't you go out with me at night and the response was I thought any time of day was good so he just avoided it rather than come clean and I was like uh, okay I'm done I'm was it a money it. thing he didn't want to spend the money I no I think he had um uh someone in his building he lived in a high rise that that's just my guess you know I don't know and he never intimated that but in fact one time I went over there for dinner and we cooked on the uh, on the top where the pool is and outside you know and he barbecued out there but um, there was just a couple of things that it, it, it just, you know, and I loved kissing him and I loved hanging out with him. And, you know, we have a lot of similarities, but that I was like, mm, what, what is this? You know, what you, what's going on here? And he wouldn't come clean and he wouldn't answer me and he wouldn't give me a straight answer. So that's your spidey sense right there, sister. I, I'm not, yeah. I, mm-mm. And I will tell you this too, MG, and it is the support of the program that I learned that because uh, a mutual friend of ours, Sandy, was telling me like, that's kind of weird. And I was like, do you think so? Like, because I was like, okaying it. 
He's like, oh, it's okay. You know, I was poo-pooing it, like trying not to look at it, trying not to pay attention to it. And then it kept like, you know. Niggling, a little niggling voice in your ear. Yes. And then I said, what's up with this? You know, and what happened was, is this another part of, I was sharing it with someone, I was telling um, one of my coworkers and I was telling him like, yeah. And and he goes, I was like, yeah, I think blah, blah, blah. And he goes, Elizabeth, just handle it. And I was like, you're right. And so I did. I called him and I said, if you can't go out with me at night, I don't want to see you anymore. I and love I just, that. I left, I left it on a voicemail and he was like, he acted like he never got it, you know. And I was like, I know you got that voicemail. You carry your freaking phone with you everywhere. You're te- sure, sure. You told, you told me you thought you would have heart palpitations if you went to the mailbox without your phone. So don't tell me you didn't see me calling and that I left you a voicemail. I know you got it. Don't call me and act like nothing's wrong. If you can't answer that and you can't deal with it, um, we're done. I'm not well, going to that can't go out at night with me. What and, the fuck? And listen, this guy is like, you know, you guys are like, you, you, you've you done some preliminary vetting, right? right? And so you've come across this one issue, which, you know, I thought was a non-negotiable for you. But I think in light of the fact that, I mean, if, if if he had an opposite political view and he lived 30 miles away and like all these other things, but it doesn't seem like that's the deal. It's like, it's just this one thing. So I appreciate, you know, your willingness to It is, it's this one thing. I don't know, like, is, I, 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 you know, I don't know. Am I going to be sitting here a year from now going like that son of a bitch? I don't know. I can't answer that. All I'm doing is I'm staying willing. I'm staying open and willing. I want to stay open and willing. And you're honest. You're honest, open and willing. And I don't want to like, um, I like what you said. I don't want to like throw out that the conversation was too good. Yeah. 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 Well, stay tuned listeners. We'll find out what goes on with Elizabeth. And if you have any feedback for me, email us. At sober sisters talk at gmail.com. And we're taking donations. You can send us a donation <laughs> so that we can start traveling and go into your city and do a whole podcast from your city and invite you to listen to us and do it live. Yes. We uh, take donations and you can through Google Pay at sober sisters talk at gmail.com. And uh, we're getting ready to jump on a call and. Uh, we're going to have a meeting. We're going to have a meeting, and uh, I hope that everybody is on board with that as well. Until next time. Thanks, listeners. Bye. So if you want to get in touch with us, please send us an email at SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com. Or you can check out our other episodes at www.SoberSistersTalk.com. And we're also on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, and there we have them all lined up. You can see them. You can get a little description. You can share it. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, bye.